0: live. Jeremiah live Bible study. We're in Jeremiah chapter 52. We're going to be picking it up in verse 5. We use the King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahshua. Before we get to Jeremiah 52 verse 5, I want us to go to the Psalms. Psalms 110. A Psalm of David. Now, this psalm is going to give us some interesting insights. Psalm of David, verse 1. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion, rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power, and the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning thou hast the dew of thy youth. The Lord hath sworn and will not repent thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings in the days of his wrath. He shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with dead bodies. He shall wound the heads over many countries. He shall drink of the brook in the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. Interesting psalm. I can tell you, because we know, obviously, this is talking regarding future, having to do with Jesus. And God, if you do as he instructs you to do, if you, if you follow the path that God has laid out for you, if you follow the law in Israel's case and do as God directed you to do, then God will take care of enemies. God will take care of everything. And you just got to sit back and watch it happen. In Psalms 110, you see that Jesus is going to come and he's going to set up a kingdom on earth. And he's going to take care of all the enemies on earth when he arrives. And who's the enemies? Well, the supernatural that's going to be here during the time of Satan's system on earth and Satan himself, who, of course, when Jesus arrives on earth, will throw into the pit. And the false prophet and the beast, Satan's system, That stuff will be thrown into the lake of fire before Satan ever gets there. So who's going to do all that? Jesus is going to take care of it. We're not going to have to worry about that. We just sit back and watch as the earth will be cleansed of the evil of Satan. And then verse 4 tells you who Jesus is. Who he was before he arrived on earth and was named Yahshua, Yah's Savior, in the New Testament. He was in the Old Testament. Who he was in heaven was Melchizedek. That's right. The Prince of Peace up in heaven. The who's Melchizedek. Melchizedek was God's high priest in his temple in heaven. Yes, God has a temple in heaven. We read about it in Revelation. God has a temple in heaven and Melchizedek is his high priest and God instructs Melchizedek on what he requires of him to do once he becomes a human and is born as a human. That's who we know as Jesus or Yahshua. So Melchizedek was the soul that God sent to be placed in the womb of Mary and became Yahshua. And then God, of course, placed his logos with that soul so that Yahshua would know what God wanted him to do and say. Not only that, but as the New Testament tells us, Yahshua knew about his life with God as Melchizedek before he was a human. He was allowed to remember all that. Absolutely. So it's interesting that Melchizedek is mentioned here because, yes, Jesus is returning as King of Kings and Lord of Lords and the high priest of God. So he's going to have all those roles as he steps foot on this earth. And verse 6 tells you that he shall judge among the heathen, he shall fill the places with dead bodies. Absolutely. When Jesus arrives on earth, sets up the thousand years of teaching, and he's going to separate the sheep from the goats, the goats will not receive their immortal soul. You understand? And so, yes, you're going to have a bunch of people that are going to be spiritually dead. They're able to die in the lake of fire. The second death they have to fear because they have not been given their immortal souls. This is what we have forward. Uh, to look forward to. And I want us to turn to uh, 2 Corinthians. So you see, Paul told us about this stuff. 2 Corinthians, I mean, 1 Corinthians, verse uh, chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And what we're reading right here in... um. The Psalms is exactly what Paul was talking about, and I want you to read with me starting in revel- in uh first corinthians chapter fifteen verse twenty four then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, that means Satan's system's gone. For he must reign, Jesus, till he put hath put all enemies under his feet. We just read that. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. That means there will be no more death. That's right. During the thousand years, you cannot die a flesh death because flesh is gone. Deaths, as a human, you don't have that. You are in an incorruptible body, whether you're a goat or a sheep. The last enemy is death and that he shall destroy is death. For he hath put all things under his feet. But when he saith, all things are put under him, it is manifest, or evident, that he is accepted which did put all things under him. Meaning, Jesus didn't do this. God gave him this authority. And when all things shall be dis- subdued unto him, Jesus... Then shall the Son also himself, Jesus, be subject unto him that put all things unto him, that God may be all in all. So this is what's going to go on that Jesus has a job to do. That's what we're reading right here in the Psalms. Jesus has a job to do. He's got to clean up the earth when he arrives on the earth. And Paul continues and I want us to see what he says here in verse 50. So you understand, Jesus, when he arrives, we're not going to be in the flesh. Incorruptible bodies will, not be, will be on earth and flesh will not be on earth because if there was flesh during the thousand years of Jesus' kingdom on earth, then the flesh could have pull on people again flesh has pull on us now it won't have pull on us then let's read verse 50 in first Corinthians 15 now this I say brother and that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God so you understand the kingdom of God is not going to be inherited by a flesh human and will all be flesh and, and stand with Jesus when he arrives on earth it's not possible You can't inherit your kingdom if you're human, in a human flesh body. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. You cannot have your flesh body when Jesus is on earth. Behold, I show you a mystery. So Paul's going to explain it to us. When Jesus arrives on earth, It's at a certain time, certain things going on, and Paul's explaining what's going to happen. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Paul's saying, not everybody's going to die, but we're all going to be transformed into new bodies. Flesh is gone, so there'll be some that never die in the flesh. Imagine that. There's a lot of people that want to get to that point, that they never die in the flesh, that they're here when Jesus arrives and this verses to come, will take place. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, this means instant, instantly at the seventh trump, that's the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed no flesh will be on earth during the time Jesus is here. It can't. Because if it was, then the flesh could draw on those people that are not a part of the kingdom of heaven, that are the goats. And that isn't going to do. Because now they have the flesh drawing on them. What good would it be if Jesus sets up a kingdom on earth and they still have the flesh drawing on them? No. So we shall be changed. For well, this corruptible must be uh, put on incorruption, which means this flesh body has to be changed into an incorruptible body. It doesn't get hungry, it doesn't die, it doesn't age. No flesh pulling or drawing on you. And so there's two parts to this. And this mortal shall have put on immortality so not only the body we're in but the soul that dwells inside the body is going to have to change right now we have a mortal soul and that mortal soul can be killed in the lake of fire and many of the souls that are mortal will be killed in the lake of fire ultimately at the end but what does he say he says two things have to happen you have to Receive the incorruptible body. Everybody's going to receive that. But the second thing is you have to receive an immortal soul. And that's not going to happen until the seventh trump when Jesus arrives on earth. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? There you go. So, not until you have an immortal soul and an incorruptible body can you get and live in eternity. So, Jesus is going to do all that when he arrives on earth. That's what the Psalms is talking about. That's what we have to look forward to. And Israel (laughs) was supposed to set that up as a flesh nation, but it didn't work out that way. We're going to find out in Jeremiah what happens when you don't do what God wants you to do as a nation. So you go to Jeremiah chapter 52, verse 5. And this, of course, is King Zedekiah and the king of Babylon. Zedekiah has been warned, Jeremiah has warned him, other people have warned him, God has sent people, but he didn't listen. So, the city was besieged unto the 11th year of King Nebuchadnezzar. So, you see, there was an amount of time that the king of Babylon came against Jerusalem to destroy it didn't happen overnight. There was a progression. Little by little by little, Jerusalem fell. That's the way it works with God. He warns you, and then after he's warned you, if you keep doing what you're doing and not doing what you're supposed to do as a believer, then your existence changes and starts falling little by little by little, by little, until you get to a place where you're connected to the devil instead of being doing the works of the kingdom. And in the fourth month and in the ninth day of the month, the famine was sore in the city so that there was no bread in the people of the land or for the people of the land. So you understand that guess what, after you are attacked and it takes time and there's no more bread, there's a famine, they got nothing else to eat, they're holed up, the king of Babylon's out there, the king of Babylon, I want you to read verse 4. And it came to pass in the ninth year of his reign, in the tenth month, in the tenth day of the month, that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came, he and all his army, against Jerusalem, and pitched against it, and built forts against it, round about. They surrounded Jerusalem. So, hey, they were inside, and there was a wall. They couldn't get in, but guess what? They couldn't get out either. So whatever they had inside is what they had to survive on. And so that's what—that's how the king of Babylon got them. He waited them out. And what does it say? It was in the ninth year. And verse 5 says that it happened until the 11th year. So there was a couple of years <laughs> of them sitting outside, and they were able to go get their food and do whatever, the king of Babylon and his military. But the people in Jerusalem, they were inside, and they had to survive on what they had with them. Well, it got to the point where they had, as we see in verse 6, no bread. They didn't have anything left to eat. And so either they're going to die, you know, starving to death, or they were going to you know try to escape <laughs> and get away from you know the king of Babylon. And so that's what happens when you turn against God. Believers, there's a process that happens as you fall and you fall, and you've got you know what you believe, you've got the truth, you've got what you understand and what you know about the Bible and what Jesus taught us, and what the apostles tell us, and what Paul tells us. And you've got all that. But if you stop listening and you stop doing what it is that you're supposed to be doing, then what happens is, little by little, you'll run out of what you had, going for you spiritually, and your spiritual man won't have any more spiritual food, and little by little, you will spiritually die, be corrupt, become a pot of the world. It doesn't happen overnight. And ultimately, what will happen is you won't have any living bread left because you don't care about it, because you're not following Jesus, because you're not continuing and building your spiritual man, as we're told to do. So Zedekiah and them, they were in there, they were surrounded, and the enemy will penetrate you. Absolutely. Christian, don't think that the demons can't get in you if you're not connected to God. (laughs) If you believe me. If you're not doing what God wants, then the Holy Spirit will leave and the demons will have nice free access to you after a while. And that's what happened here. Verse 7 After they had no bread, after there was nothing left, then the city was broken up and all the men of war fled and went forth out of the city by night and by the way of the gate between the two walls. So you understand? They knew that they had had it. So the strongmen, those are the ones that are supposed to be fighting for the city. They ran away in the middle of the night trying to get away when they couldn't see them because, you know, it isn't like it is nowadays. You know, there's, it's dark, it's dark. Which was by the king's garden... You understand? So that's where they went. It was two walls by the king's garden. So it was near the king. These were the the servants of the king. These were the army, the military with the king. That's why they were over there. You don't get into the king's garden unless you're connected to the king. So they were running away. Now the Chaldeans were by the city roundabout. So guess what? The Chaldeans were everywhere. They couldn't get out. There's no escape. And that's exactly what's going to happen when Satan arrives on earth. What you have as a believer is going to be what you have as a believer during that time. And Satan's system is going to surround every single person. So if you're not prepared, if you're not spiritually mature enough, you're going to get into the same situation as King uh, Zedekiah got into And they went by the way of the plain. So they tried to make a run for it. You can't get away from Satan. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued after the king and overtook Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho. And all his army was scattered from him. So guess what? The king ended up by himself That's the way it works with God. So guess what, pastors, you're the leaders of the churches. When Satan arrives on earth, guess what? You're not going to have anybody to fall back on. You're going to be exposed to Satan yourself, by yourself. Then they took the king and carried him up into the king of Babylon to Riblah in the land of Hamath where he gave judgment upon him. So, see, God had said to King Zedekiah through the prophets, you know, serve the king of Babylon. Don't fight against him. Zedekiah, because he had turned against God, he didn't listen. And he rebelled against um, King Babylon. And what happened was punishment. So this is punishment. And so, he was brought, the king was brought to the king of Babylon. And the king of Babylon slew the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. He slew also all the princes of Judah in Riblah. So the king was there by himself. So you see pastors and leaders of churches and groups that all those people that you are, you know, responsible for Because you're not doing your job and following what Jesus told us to do instead of following some church nonsense, that, guess what, when Satan arrives, you and all your people will become spiritually dead. Then he put the eye out the eyes of Zedekiah, and the king of Babylon bound him in chains and carried him into Babylon and put him in prison till the day of his death. King Zedekiah had turned against God. He didn't do what he was supposed to do. And guess what? Pastors and leaders, you're going to end up the same way. If you don't do what God wants you to do, straighten yourself out, do what God wants us to do, do what Jesus showed us to do in the Bible. That's what it's there for. So you know instead of the nonsense that you do in your churches, if not, (laughs) what's going to happen is Satan's going to arrive, the system's going to arrive, the Antichrist's going to arrive, and you will be destroyed. And you will not have a position of leadership when Jesus does arrive on earth. You will lose your leadership and you will lose your spiritual eyes. You will not be able to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. You will be placed on the side with the goats. And that completes this study of Jeremiah chapter 52 next time we'll pick it up in verse 12 for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call